Hi everyone, I'm Larry Walsh and this is Pod 2112, the official podcast of the 2112 Group where we talk with industry executives, thought leaders, and influencers about the trends shaping the technology market and the world around us. The technology industry is not suffering any shortage of people talking about digital transformation, emerging technologies, and evolving business models. Multiple market and technology forces are reshaping the way IT products are produced, delivered, and consumed. The industry is moving further and further away from feature function value propositions to those based on customer experiences and outcomes. One company in its channel that has and continues to transform is VMware, one of the autonomous companies operating under the Dell Technologies umbrella. VMware practically built the virtualization market and led the race to virtualize servers, desktops, and data centers. With cloud computing, though, VMware pivoted from being the company that brought us the hypervisor to the one that helps organizes and manages hybrid cloud infrastructures. The transformation is radical in paying dividends. VMware is growing in large part due to this pivot, but also by helping its partners transform from software license resellers to business outcome enablers. Bringing partners forward and working to apply this hybrid world is necessitating changes in the way that VMware structures its channel program, partner incentives, and the measure of partner value. The person leading that ongoing transformation effort at VMware is Jenny Flinders, the company's vice president and global channel chief. After a long tenure as one of the leaders of Microsoft's expansive channel, Flinders is bringing her experience and insights as well as some innovative thinking to reshape the VMware channel. The VMware Partner Program is increasingly more open, aligned with partner business models, and focused on delivering better outcomes. Jenny joins us on Pod2112 to share more about VMware's channel transformation and how she sees the channel's future unfolding. And with that, welcome to Pod2112, Jenny. Larry, it is fantastic to be with you. Over the past several months, you've been talking about this digital transformation journey for the market as well as the customers and the partners. How does that translate into practice from your perspective? The the initiative that we've been driving at VMware is to really look at um, you know partners that have got high skill sets in certain areas. Uh, Larry, a year ago, we launched uh, the Master Services Competency. I'm sure you you read about that, and we've continued over time to augment the the mastery in these competencies for partners who really set themselves apart in terms of gaining the deepest level of skill set. So I look at that base of partners because I know that if I have a partner that is highly skilled and differentiated in the market, that they're going to care far more than just what's happening at a transactional level. Uh, Those are the partners that are actually driving customer success because they're the ones that are going in doing the proof of concepts, making sure that customers are deploying at a rate that is driving business transformation, making sure that they're being able to drive consumption of apps, um, you know, on whatever platforms are being implemented at a customer level. Because at the end of the day, your deployment cycle is going to depend on your customer success, right? And how their return on investment is going to be calculated. So, you know, for me, it's, it's looking for those partners who really know how to go above and beyond. And they're out there, Larry. It's not like they're not there or we need to build them. They're certainly out there. What excites me is that partners are leaning in with VMware and achieving their master services competencies. So what does a master services competency partner look like? 
what is the the attributes that make them not only able to lean in but also to be successful um, so one, they have the skill set, right? So they've been through the certifications across the portfolio within that specific competency. So as we've um, a month ago announced Partner Connect, which will be the new um, program that VMware takes to market, partners now get to choose their path with VMware. So let me explain that a little bit. If you want to specialize in hybrid cloud or digital workspace or whatever it is, you choose I'm now letting partners engage with VMware based on their business model and not asking them to tick boxes that are irrelevant to their business model, right? So if you want to specialize in digital workspace, I'm going to give you everything that you need to achieve your differentiation and competencies at the highest level. And then we're going to work on a co-investment strategy on how we go to market with you and really make sure that we continuously drive the enablement Larry, you and I both know after years in the partner business, right? Enablement is one of um, the highest, you know, requested um, benefits that partners have of vendors, right? They, they want to make sure that they've got access to the training and the enablement for both sales and technical. They want to make sure that they have access to support, right? Um, so they know who to call, quick turnaround, uh, because at the end of the day, the partners are the ones that are in front of the customers and we want to make sure that that experience on driving that deployment and that consumption and making sure that we continue that value chain of upselling, cross-selling and helping partner um, customers really realize their hybrid cloud journey, I think is, is just you know phenomenal in the way we position and connect today because partners now can choose and they know where to differentiate themselves. Um, so for me, that's that's really key and that's what we look for within our partner base, those who are committed. And they're committed because they're making the investment. And one of the questions I have is I'm as I'm looking at the changes, not just within your program, but also with VMware itself, is that you're still synonymous with being a virtualization company, but you're not that any longer. Your boss, you know, Pat Gel uh, Gelsinger, talks about this, is that you have an expansive opportunity um, as you've moved away from just simply the sale of hypervisors to a full cloud stack of networking management and automation. When you talk about the specialization, though, how do you balance the need for having partners to be productive in terms of you still need them to generate revenue on your behalf, but also to have that level of specialization. In some cases, it's, it's discrete specialization. How do you balance those two forces or those two needs? Hey, I mean, you need an, you can't just have an ecosystem that is highly differentiated and super skilled. You know, you need a little bit of everything. Um, you need a little bit of you know, sort of the scale through telcos, you need the depth through integrators, you need the deployment through service um, partners and, you know, MSPs in terms of driving consumption and app migration, etc. So there's a, there's a lot of little bits that you need to pull together a healthy ecosystem. And um, you have to strike a balance with, you know, generating the revenue and then I would say the services opportunities for the partners that have attained that skill set and know that that's where they really, really good is, you know, we can take it from here um, and we can certainly help the, the customer realize um, successful outcomes. 
even in achieving that level of balance between the specialization and skills and outcomes and revenue, how do you now measure what is a successful partner? We hear a lot about having more flexible programs in alignment to partner business models, which frankly, I think is important that we recognize that, that there is no one size fits all with partners, but it still begs the question, you know, does, does the metrics that we've always relied on still apply, or do we need to look at the partners differently to say, okay, you may be small, but you're serving a vital, if not essential purpose within the entire, within the greater ecosystem. Measuring the health of your ecosystem, uh, it's multi-pronged, right? There's not one single metric. So for me, I look at, um, you know, the partners that that are within our our program. I look at what level of competencies, where they're specializing. Um, But it's, it's not just looking at data points. It's getting out there and chatting to the partners and getting to know who's actually driving Um, making an impact or blazing a trail, Larry, as you say, you know, there may be a fairly small partner from a a revenue standpoint within our realm, but certainly, um, you know, blazing trails in what they are um, driving from an innovation standpoint with customers. So you have to make sure that you are, you know, for us, um, driving customer success and outcomes with a very vibrant and committed partner ecosystem. And vibrant meaning, you know, that it's innovative, it's differentiated, it spans across many business models and committed, you know, so I can see who you are. I know what level of investment you're making and we know how we applying resources to you and how you can be highly profitable with VMware, um, you know, even across our cloud portfolio. You talk about partners with innovative business models. And we see it as well. There are many partners out there that are that are applying the market with new approaches, new ideas, new offerings. Um, there are partners out there that don't even want to touch product. They want to fully immerse themselves in delivering the experience, but they're still a minority. Do you think that the partners have gotten themselves to the point or recognized that the, that the market is changing much like VMware talks about changing from a technology-based discussion to a business and a business outcome or business objective discussion? Uh, Yes, and I believe there are partners out there, just like you've seen, that um, do see this, and that's how they differentiate themselves going forward, right? So it is about outcomes. It is about experiences. It's not just about the product. It's the holistic uh, outcome, what that's going to do for our customers, And then you look at the network of partnerships out there that come together in a pretty innovative way to say, we understand that outcome and we understand how to deliver that experience and we have a roadmap to get you there. So not all partners have that, but we are seeing partners that literally just differentiate themselves, you know, focusing on that high valued outcome and that successful journey for the customer. So how do you change the way that you engage with your partners? I mean, it's one thing to say to get out there and talk with them, uh, but that's not necessarily a scalable model. What are the things that you're doing to get the partners to become more self-engaged, more more wrapped around VMware as a platform, as an enabler to this hybrid world that we're talking about? Larry, we do so much to connect with partners, right? Because 
It's not just, you know, one-offs or, or connecting here and there. You've got to do it at scale. Uh, so we have a number of touch points um, at scale. So recently I just did a trip. Um, I was in Atlanta. I was in Singapore and Lisbon in Portugal. And actually kicking off um, Empower, as we call them, VM, VMware Empower. And these events are targeted to our, both our technical and sales community within our partners, where they all come together in these three locations and we deliver both sales and technical content to them. We also share with them our product strategy, our roadmap, where they can engage with us. And uh, what's pretty cool about these uh, Empower events, Larry, it's the only event in the industry where partners can actually come and sign up for free certifications and do their exams right there on the spot. So pretty cool. And um, the energy at those events is just phenomenal. And partners sign up, you know, I mean, the commitment's high. So that's one way. You know, we've got a digital platform as well through the partner portal. So as we've um, started our transition towards Connect, um, you know, we were talking about, you know, customer outcomes and services models and success, et cetera. I see the same thing in terms of the digital transformation we're going to drive through delivering this new digital experience for our partners. So think of a, a partner portal in the industry reimagined, right? So we're gonna, it's gonna be personalized, it's gonna be impactful, it's gonna be relevant, because at the end of the day, our partners are, they're kind of building us with us, right? So it's gonna be super relevant to them um, on how they engage with us through this digital transformation. Um, but certainly how we go out broadly won't be only digitally, but it's through these events, it's through, you know, everything that we do in the industries. I mean, you've seen Pat and Pat Galsinger, um, you know, he, he really has some fantastic messaging that um, he gets out there as well on, you know, what the opportunities are for partners. When it comes to business models and opportunities, do you find that their partners are more interested in the enablement side of incentives than they are in the financial compensation of incentives? When we when we look at some of the more successful partners, we find that they're not necessarily, as I said, not necessarily interested in selling a product. They are selling experience. They're selling their expertise, just selling their, their specialization that you talk about. Um, but do you find that they're more or less interested in the financial component that are, that's very traditional in a partner in a in a vendor partner relationship, or are they more interested in those market opportunities and how to attack them together? Two ways I'm going to answer this. One, I will tell you that they're more interested in the market opportunity because that's worth a lot more. And um, that's the, their services delivery capabilities is where they make the money, right? Not on incentive models from any vendor. Those are just additive, whatever. Um, it's also been, and Larry, you know this, throughout the industry, right? It's been a transformation and a journey and how you shift from just doing the transactional kind of incentives to really incentivizing services, deployments, consumption, experience, you know. Um, so we've seen that move. And, and even with what we're doing today, we're looking at incentivizing the specializations as we bring Connect to market through the next few months of transition. Um, because a lot of what we're seeing with partners that drive um, unique skill sets in the market 
we finding that the technical people are getting more involved in the conversations with the customers than the salespeople um, with some of these unique uh, customer outcomes. Hence, at these events that we run through uh, what we call Empower, um, we make sure that we're targeting you know, the, the highly skilled technical audience as well because they understand how to deliver that experience and that outcome to the customers. And that's where we are sort of leaning in to understand that the value that these partners bring is, is critical you know, to driving customer success. Does that change the nature of the way that you also approach your development with partners? Traditionally, we've seen a lot of golf trips and concerts and wine and cheese uh, spending through MDF. But lately, we're also seeing a shift towards using MDF as an investment tool, not just as a marketing mechanism. Do you find that the nature of MDF will change as a result of this transformation amongst partners in the, in the way that you and them go to market together? So MDF is evolving. I mean, the days of, of what you just mentioned, I was actually sitting here giggling a little bit. <laughs> Wine and cheese and golf and you know, that's that's all. That, that was yesteryear. You know, um, I would say it certainly evolved um, tremendously as we invest with our partners. And so the discussions that we have now with the partners out there is, is centered around a co-investment model. So one, when we look at MDF funds, it's how can we help you augment your business? Um, how do we help you grow certain practice areas? How do we help you build your capabilities? And the commitment level from co-investment increases, right? Because it's not just us, you know, sort of saying, hey, here's your MDF dollars. It's saying, here's, here's what we're going to put in. What are you going to put in? And then how do we collectively go build out um, whatever it needs, you know, to augment your business or to help you differentiate even more in the market? And the power of the way we're taking MDF conversations with our partners to this level is... Uh, the VMware, you know, sellers really know who the best of the best partners are and who's committed and who's engaged down to territory level that we then say, hey, now we take you from this co-invest model to this co-selling model because we've helped you become sort of this principal specialized partner within Connect and we are going to engage with you because you have co-invested and you have shown that level of commitment and we want to make sure that jointly we drive, you know, these customer outcomes and success and deliver on the experience that we both committed to. One of the things that is interesting, and I'm wondering how this is going to play out with you and your and your view of how VMware is going to move forward is the, the evolution of marketplaces as a route to market. And one of the things I have to say is that VMware's use of of marketplaces is I, the last one we first looked at it a couple of years ago, we thought it was actually remarkable and it's as a means of communicating and educating the market as customers and partners on not just what you offer, but what is it within your ecosystem or your extended ecosystem. And then we've seen the marketplace model and intent changing. Do you think that marketplaces are going to be, have a transformative impact on the way that you look at your partner relationships? Through that marketplace, the partners we engage in are the ones that are unique and specialized in certain areas. It's the way we scale right through the digital platforms. And, um, you know, we also need to 
recognize other companies out there who have great marketplaces that we can leverage. So it's not only about our marketplace, but it's also scaling across the industry and building that sort of um, co-leverage model with some of these marketplaces where you can further augment and add value. One thing that, uh, and forgive me, because I, I, I can't let an interview like this pass without asking about the relationship between VMware and Dell. And I, I have to say, VMware's evolution has been remarkable, but Dell's transformation itself has been equally remarkable. Um, it does seem to come with both with positive attributes and some some negative consequences though how do you balance the opportunity and the as well as the challenges of being a part of the dell portfolio you know the the positive leverage and um scale that we have with dell is phenomenal right if you look at the opportunity in the market the synergies that we have with dallas is you know just really going to give us a great opportunity to grow the business. Um, you know, of course, with anything, um, you know, in relationships like this, is going to be, you know, a little bit of tension here and there, but it's nothing that we can't manage. Um, I would say the opportunity with Dell far outweighs anything you may have heard where, you know, it causes a little bit of tension. So again, you know, I always say to my partners, you know, think about what you are doing to drive you know, your differentiation in the market, where do you want to lean in to drive customer success? Because at the end of the day, you know, through a lot of these synergies, we can take better solutions to our customers. So we need our partners to come on board with that. We can make sure that jointly we can drive, you know, better outcomes and increase the opportunity for our partners as well. So I see it as as very positive, um, you know, in terms of the market opportunity you know, ahead of us. And it's not just, um, I would say, you know, we have Dell on one end, but we also have fantastic relationships with HPE, with AWS, and recently with Microsoft, and, you know, of course, with IBM as well. So if you look at how we um, sort of balance across these huge, big partnerships, driving synergies across the board, the reason for that is to make sure that we can bring together better solutions and offerings to our customers that partners can actually participate in. So you mentioned AWS there, and you have a VMware has a long-standing relationship with AWS as well as the more recently announced relationship with Microsoft Azure. How do you engage on, on both sides of the cloud uh, in terms of helping partners to be able to span a, not just a hybrid cloud world, but a multi-cloud world? Well, I mean, first of all, it was, you know, hey, whoever thought you would see Michael Dell, Pat Gelsinger, and Satya Nadella on stage together? Wasn't it just phenomenal? So that's to that announcement with Azure, right? Um, but Larry, I'm just going to say, uh, you know, this, this just continues to give, you know, additional opportunity, scale, and leverage for not only customers, but partners as well in terms of this multi-cloud world, uh, the hybrid cloud, um, you know, standpoint. We certainly the leaders in that market, um, and we continue to build these powerful relationships across the industry. So, you know, I would say, and I actually said this the other day, there is no better time to be a VMware partner than it is now. 
it's good time to be a VMware partner, but what's the future look like for you? Where do you think where do you think all this is leading and what will your partners be doing? What will they look like and how will you be engaging with them over the next 3 to 5 years? It's I, I know it's hard to look over the horizon like that. Nobody has a crystal ball, but we we seem to have a better sense today than we did five, 10 years ago about where the world is going. Do you have a sense of where this is all going to end up in the in the not so distant, but still not so near future? Oh, such a loaded question, Larry, but a fun one to dialogue around, right? Um, as you said, nobody has a crystal ball um, and can you know predict what exactly is going to happen in five years. But it's funny because I, I get asked this question every couple of years. And, you know, what I've seen being a consistent evolution is, you know, certainly partners moving into that services-based model. So the old, you know, just static transactional business has is way gone and partners are now looking at how we can deliver solutions to our customers at scale, how we offer services capabilities that differentiate us. Um, partners are starting to adapt to the industry and market changes super fast because of the rapid rate that new technologies are coming to market. Um, so you look at all what's going on, right? Uh, and I would say, where do I see this going? I think it will continue to build on the path that we've seen. So, you know, the ability to, to embrace new technologies, new trends, continue differentiation, making sure that we're co-investing with the right partners, who are blazing those trails with us in the industry. Um, you know, to me, that's the sweet spot, Larry, because at the end of the day, it's customer choice, customer success, customer outcomes. And we can only do that through the partners that are committed and know how to drive, have that same value. Um, you know, so for us, we'll, we'll continue to make sure that we bring to market the flexibility around our programs for partners to engage with us based on their business models. And, um, you know, to have the tools in the marketplaces that provide flexibility for what's next. So let me uh, let me just end on this because I'm just curious. You you did spend a lot of time at Microsoft. So and you've been at VMware for a little more than a year. Do you miss Windows Vista? <laughs> oh, Larry, you crack me up. That is the thing I've heard today. Oh, man. Jenny, thanks for being with us. You've been a you've been a great guest. Thank you, Larry. It's always fun chatting with you and connecting. Um, I'm sure we'll you know we'll see more trends evolve in the market, and and you know look forward to catching up with you again soon. That's all the time we have for this episode of Pod Twenty One Twelve. I want to thank my guest Jenny Flinders, the Vice President and Global Channel Chief at VMware, for sharing her insights on channel transformation and evolution. And I also want to thank all of you for listening into Pod Twenty One Twelve, a production of the Twenty One Twelve Group. The 2112 Group is a smart professional services firm supporting the technology industry with research, strategy development, and enablement services. To find out more about how 2112 can help you, visit our website at the2112group.com. Also, check out Channelnomics, our news and analysis site, where you can find all the insights into the technology and market trends affecting the technology industry and indirect sales. Don't miss a single episode of Pod 2112. Subscribe today on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You don't want to miss a single episode. Join us again next time when we bring you more insights from the technology industry's best thought leaders and influencers. Until then, I'm Larry Walsh. Thank you.